Hi there, and thanks for listening to another episode of the YVM podcast. My name is Paul Bassey, founder of yourvirtualmentors.com. And in today's episode, I want to share with you an audio version of a blog post that we've recently published on yourvirtualmentors.com. So the title is Bad Clients Suck, Don't They? And What to Do About It. So going from the euphoria of winning a new client to the screams of anguish when that client goes bad or just having a bad client is uh, something that unfortunately we all do deal with at some point in our journey and it's just a part and parcel of the process. And chances are if you're still listening and uh, kind of uh, listening beyond the first few seconds you've Maybe you've got a bad client right now that is just driving you up the wall or maybe you just seem to regularly attract bad clients and want this to change. And I get it. I've I've definitely been there myself several times over. These uh, tips and bits of advice that I'm going to be sharing all come from personal experience, things I've learned from other people and then kind of uh, learned from experience myself. So let's first get stuck into avoiding those bad clients. So making sure that we no longer bring clients on or take clients on who then either turn bad or who we had that gut feeling were going to be a bad client in the first place. So there's lots of things you can do, um, but in my experience, these things work an absolute treat. So the first key crucial step is choosing your clients that's right super simple and easy it's choosing your clients you decide who you work with simply because someone can afford you doesn't mean they get to work with you so my suggestion is that you need to create a checklist a good client checklist things like do they have a suitable budget will you enjoy working with them can you do great work for them are they jumping through hoops to work with you If the more that you can make sure that they are kind of going to be working in a way that you want, that you know works, um, and make sure that things that they have the money, they have the budget available, that it's going to be something that you enjoy, something you can actually deliver great work on, the more yeses you can get to those sorts of questions, the better this potential client has, has, has for being a good fit for you. So for every single lead, before you invest too much time or effort into kind of uh, proposals and kind of the whole process of leading up to actually securing a client, I suggest very early on to do a bit of an acid test to see if they're going to be a potential good fit. Very early on, maybe when you get a contact form coming through your website or a referral, do a quick acid test. Send them an email asking them to fill out a survey or to answer some questions and just give you some insight into what they're looking at because very quickly on very early on and very quickly you can start to um, weed out a lot of people who aren't suitable for you and that's all that bad clients are they're just people who aren't really suitable for you Um, so it's a case of trying to weed them out and you can do that kind of acid test very early on i used to do it before i had any phone call with the potential lead so I would very get, get a very good idea and if they weren't suitable I then had a prepared email to send them to tell them they could do this or do that but that um, I didn't think that we would be a good fit based on the information they provided <clears throat> and so you then can do it again once you've gone through that whole kind of meet maybe you meet them have phone calls with them um, and then you can then do it again and before you before you kind of take that final leap make sure that you've collected a whole load more new information about them 
make sure that they're still going to be a good fit for you. Because still, even before that proposal stage, you can still say, actually, no, they're not going to be a right fit because we've learned this, this and this about them. During that whole process of meetings, they've been very demanding already. They've been very difficult. And I just don't think it's going to be a right fit for us. So choosing your clients, weeding them out, having that sort of checklist is an absolutely fantastic way to start avoiding bad clients. Another way is to start excluding people in your marketing. So excluding people by saying kind of who this is for and who it isn't for makes it crystal clear the type of people who you do your best work for. And that way you can start to kind of get people going, oh, well, that's not me or that that is me. So kind of attracting the right people, but also excluding people who are looking for kind of all those kind of problem things that you know that uh, maybe crop up with uh, problem clients or bad clients, you can start to maybe weave them into your marketing and saying that if you're someone who's thinking that this is going to do this, that's not what that's not reality. That's not what's going to happen. So it's probably not going to be a best fit. And you can start to weave that into your messaging and your sales pages or your content in various different ways. It's not about just kind of saying, hey, you're not for us and, and things like that. It's about kind of making sure that the right people are attracted to you. So you can do that by saying this, who this is for and who it's not for. And then also what I also suggest is that you stick to what you know works. Another fantastic way to detract bad clients and to make sure that you can identify them very early on is sticking to your guns. If you have a certain way of doing things in your business, anyone who tries to force a different way or isn't respecting your boundaries is not likely going to do kind of suddenly change those behaviors when they become a client. So if someone's not respecting your office hours boundaries, for example, when they're um, a potential lead, there's no reason to expect that they're suddenly going to respect them when they become a client. So if they're calling you all hours and expecting email replies or 24 seven, whilst you're kind of trying to sign them up as a client, then they're probably going to do the same when they become a client. So again, red flags looking for those and sticking to what you know works so then you then don't take people on because you've just been bending to their will and what they've wanted so that's another great way to avoid more of those problem clients and then finally just listen to your gut your gut is more often right than it is wrong so it's a case of building up that experience that you've got, trusting in it, um, but then also then going back to that checklist. So listening to your gut is a brilliant way because it's kind of that first warning sign. Something doesn't feel right here. Okay, what is it? Explore that feeling. Why have you got that feeling? What is it? Um, and kind of uh, don't kind of, uh, yeah, kind of keep going into it a bit deeper. Don't just go, oh, I've got a gut feeling. I'm going to not go with them. Explore it a bit further. Ask why and see if there's any kind of... Uh, real validity to that feeling and then obviously that's kind of ways that you can start to avoid bad clients and kind of make sure that you're weeding them out and not actually signing them up in the first place but for any that not that bad clients get through the net but if any clients do go bad or if you have any major problems with clients there are some simple steps that I've found over the years have really helped bring a client either back into the fold and kind of make the relationship better or taking it to a point where actually we need to kind of end this arrangement in the best way possible. So the first thing is communication. Most issues are down to a lack of communication or a mix up somewhere along the line. So just ensure very clear lines of communication moving forward, clear up any disagreements in email. So get everything down in email so that you can show what's been said and what's been agreed 
so that again whatever happens moving forward you can then have a clear kind of paper trail of what's been said and then the next step is to agree a way forward so the it's a relationship between you and your client it's about finding a way forward and not taking any options off the table saying to your client that we could do this this and this and this obviously it's going to depend on what contracts and agreements you have in place but it's about having open frank conversations with them and discussing what they would like to happen and what you both think is the best for everyone other things little things like timeouts so whether it's during a call meeting um, or just on your own allowing yourself to have kind of some time out of this to clear your head and come back to it later is a great way so that you don't kind of overreact or kind of um, spur of the moment things very much a case of giving yourself both you and your client time to think about what they really want and what's actually happened and to uh, get clear on things that's something that I've definitely found has been very useful and then finally another thing is that just to remember that this if you are going through a bad client and if you have got a difficult client it will pass this too shall pass as they say um, you won't, chances are you won't remember this bad client in 12 months time um, or you won't be as affected by it you'll just kind of look back on it as an experience lessons learned um, so try not to let it become all-consuming take action do what you can do your utmost um, but try not to dwell too much on the situation I know that's hard when maybe it's causing you a lot of stress and worry but it's a case of this will pass this uh, will get resolved and it, you will be able to move forward and then finally always remember that I've mentioned it a couple of times but that you do have the option to fire them you do have the option to end working with them if for again this will depend on the contracts and agreements you have in place of course but that is always an option a lot of the time uh, when I talk to people about having bad clients they don't feel that that is an option but it absolutely is and you have to remember that sometimes relationships just break down and you need to kind of do all you can to finish that relationship in a constructive way but that actually for both parties it's best that you go in your separate ways so that's something that I always say to people that you have to always remember that is an option and again it's that case of maybe having that little bit of money coming in might have been really useful but it isn't worth all of that stress worry and uh kind of issues that are coming from that client um, so again always remember that it's uh, it might be a difficult uh, situation they might be being difficult uh, being nasty and etc etc but just finish it as well as you can from your side do what you can be polite and kind of um, just try and move it forward to a to an ending that may not kind of um, they may not like it but it's an ending where you can both go your separate ways and move on from that particular situation so I hope that helps um, as always if you need any further advice support or inspiration um, or if you're going through a, a particular difficult situation or if you want some advice about a bad client or a difficult client or just a situation you'd like some support with please do head over to the YVM community on Facebook there's just under two and a half thousand business owners who will be more than happy to share some advice and some support with you um, about what to do next and I will be more than happy to do the same as well thank you so much for listening to today's episode hope you have a fantastic rest of your day bye for now